1: Good morning and welcome to the Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 7th of December. Happy birthday to my brother David. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. Now, the exploitation of migrant workers in Australia is endemic, according to a new report by Unions New South Wales. And in today's deep dive, we're going to look at how this is happening and what it means in the context of Australia's worker shortage. But first, Sam, the headlines.
0: The Reserve Bank of Australia, the RBA, has lifted the cash rate for the eighth successive month. The latest 0.25 percentage point increase means the figure is now at 3.1%. It's the first time we've seen a three in front of it for a little while. This raise will be the last for 2022, with the RBA board making its next decision on interest rates in February.
1: A meeting of National Cabinet expected to be centred on rising energy prices will take place on Friday. Friday. It'll now be held virtually after PM Anthony Albanese tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week.
0: If you're feeling like your air travel has been a little expensive recently, you're not alone. The ACCC has issued a warning to airlines for the upcoming holiday period. ACCC Commissioner Anna Bracki said they would be watching closely to see if airlines are limiting flight capacity to keep airfares high.
1: And the good news, an Indigenous women-led environmental group from Queensland has been awarded $1.8 million for their work in conserving the Great Barrier Reef. The Queensland Indigenous Women Ranger Network combines traditional First Nations knowledge and modern technologies to conserve the reef and was one of five winners at the 2022 Earthshot Prize Awards. A new report from Unions New South Wales has found that the exploitation of migrant workers here in Australia is endemic. The report looked at issues from illegally low wages to mistreatment and exploitation. And in some cases, it looked at how workers were being threatened with deportation if they reported that to their employers.
0: This is a really interesting and often unreported area of the economy. Zara, what did the report set out to do?
1: Well, its main focus was on temporary migrants working in Australia on skilled student or working holiday visas. The people on those temporary visas collectively make up about 3% of the Australian workforce. So to learn more about these people, the report set out to do two things – Firstly, they looked at thousands of job ads targeting non-English-speaking migrants, so ads that were written in Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, Spanish and Portuguese. The authors then went and spoke to the workers themselves about what their experiences in the workforce were actually like.
0: And what were the high-level findings here?
1: Well, when researchers looked at the job ads, so that first component of the report, they found that across the top industries they looked at – 60% of non-English job ads offered a rate below the legal minimum wage or award wage for the job. In other words, the wages that they were advertising were illegally low. The report highlighted the worst industries for this in terms of the number of illegal wages being advertised, and that was in the retail and cleaning industries. And they also looked at what the most common language that these ads were being run in was, and that was Chinese.
0: I guess now that I think about it, there's no legal checks and balances when you upload an ad, so I guess it's not entirely surprising that these types of ads are falling through the cracks. But I'm interested in the part of the report as well where there's a direct conversation with workers. What did they say?
1: So over a 1,000 migrant workers were surveyed for this report, and of those, 35% claimed that they were offered lower pay because of their migrant visa. 27% claimed that they were offered lower pay because of their nationality and then 14% claimed that they were bullied because of their migrant status or of their nationality. There are also lots of accounts of widespread unpaid wages – The report included an account of two workers being told that they were expected to work 45 hours a week for free before they'd be on the books. Another account was from a person working as a cleaner for a large company, which then ended up being liquidated, and that person was owed $2,000 in wages that they weren't sure they'd ever receive.
0: Okay, and in the real world, what options are available to people who are in this kind of situation?
1: Well, in some cases, it's really hard to do anything. 20% of migrant workers surveyed in the report said that they were reluctant and understandably so to complain because they were afraid of being deported and this one is of particular concern for international students. So we got a bit of an example in the report about the account of someone called Julie Julie came to Australia on a student visa to study psychology and she thought she'd saved enough money for her time here. But when she got here, she realised how expensive Sydney was, so she started to apply for work. She wasn't having much luck as no one wanted to hire someone that could only work 40 hours per fortnight, which is a limit set for the student visa. Eventually, though, she did find a job at a local cafe. They offered her $12.06 an hour. But this rate, which is already below the minimum wage, then dropped to $8.06 per hour as the owner said the cafe was struggling. When Julie approached her employer, he said that if she reported him, he would report her for breaching her student visa. Remember, she was legally only allowed to work 40 hours. And he said he had sent other employees home before for similar reasons. So she ended up staying eight more months in the job because she was scared of losing her visa.
0: And tell me about the experience of those on working holiday visas. I know that's a very large group of people.
1: Yeah. So for those people who are on working holiday visas, working on a farm is actually one of the ways that you can extend that visa. And within that, picking fruit is a really popular choice. But fruit pickers are often paid per piece that they pick. And while there is a legal guarantee that these piece rate workers won't be paid below a certain amount... The union report found that 43% of employers were actually still underpaying. And even if they met the minimum wage, many threatened to fire employees if they didn't pick enough fruit. The report actually had a screenshot of an ad on social media looking for someone to work on a raspberry farm. They said they'd pay the mandated minimum wage of $25.41 an hour, but that a supervisor will still check who has picked less than that in value and the ad actually goes on to spell out that if you don't improve, you'll probably get fired.
0: It sounds like it's an industry and landscape fraught with issues. Did this report make any recommendations on how to actually go about improving things?
1: Well, to address some of the things we've spoken about, unions New South Wales recommended abolishing hour limits on student visas so that people like Julie wouldn't face that same situation, and then also abolishing the farm work requirement for working holiday visas and Again, that would be to close the exploitation gap that's happening in that specific industry. The report also recommended steps to ensure that visa holders who had been exploited at work couldn't be deported for breaching their visa conditions. So that idea that they were too scared to speak up about the exploitation would hopefully be averted. The union also called for clear and reliable pathways to permanent residency.
0: So this is a report from Unions New South Wales. Have we heard much from the government itself?
1: It was actually the Federal Immigration Minister, Andrew Giles, who launched this report. And he said that the exploitation of migrant workers had become a business model in many industries. The minister told TDA that the government would actively consider the recommendations in the report and that the government was focused on making it easier for people to speak out.
0: I found this to be a really interesting story because there seems to be a bit of a dichotomy here. We've seen so much coverage of Australia's worker shortage post-COVID, but then these workers who have elected to come to Australia are saying they are having a really negative experience. It's hardly a tourism campaign for coming to work in Australia. And at a time where we need more workers to come, it's going to be really hard to get them to come and work here.
1: It is. And this has been an ongoing issue. It was one of the focuses of the jobs and Skill Summit that happened back in September. At that time, the Albanese government did make a few announcements, in particular, that they'd try to bring at least 9,000 more foreign workers to help with the shortage of fruit and vegetable pickers. These workers are critical to ensuring that there's enough affordable food for us to eat and that the economy is basically functioning as it is supposed to. But you're right, when we see reports like this, which indicate that the migrant workers that are coming here are potentially being exploited, it definitely does lead to the question of will we be able to fill these worker shortages and what can be done to ensure that they are safe if and when they do come to work here.
0: Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz this morning. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.